All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. And Brian Chesko. You loved that delay, didn't you, Brian? I love doing that. I hate that Scott's not here, but I love giving him uh, a moment of silence. <laughs> That is our ode to Scott, as unfortunately we are going to be Scott-less this week. A couple weeks ago we were at without Brian, we are Brian-less, and this week we will be without Scott, guaranteeing the pod to be rudderless, completely and utterly rudderless. And that's a lot of... Yeah, writing. utterly rudderless. Yeah. Great, great name for the pod. Great, po- <laughs> great name for the pod. Hey, so listen, what we'll do is, is as Scott would, would, would lead us in this direction, as I'm sure of it, if he was here, but he is not. He is here in spirit. Therefore, we, were, we are going to use the Dream Team, which I typically hate to discuss because I think it's meaningless, but yeah. we are going to use it. And this, week, this week, it's not entirely useless. That's fair. That's fair. And so it's a good way for us to lead into some other, other things to talk about. Very good. That is exactly what I wanted to say, and you said it way better than I. But, Brian, before we jump into what we're going to do, uh-huh. I just want to reference this. Fantasy Soccer FC Nation, I am beyond sorry that last week we did not put out a production. We did not have a pod last week, and unfortunately, I got, I got ambushed. I got ambushed by my own computer. Yeah. Uh, I was I was 30 minutes into producing, and I went to click save. And as I clicked it, the uh, the computer, which I recently have had I've had issues with, and I'm trying to trying to work those out, it shut off on me. And it that happened that happens all the time. Sometimes it happens when we're recording. Yeah. Anyways, all that being said, uh, I didn't think a big issue at the time, but when I when I turned it back on and reloaded it, it gave us the file damaged sign. Never when I tried to load that file. Not good, and that wasn't good. So unfortunately, we lost the pod last week. Uh, chalk it up to the game. I guess that happens sometimes. It sucks because there was a great deal of I felt like useless information. Of course, and of course, a little bit of useful information that will remain now forever in a lost pod. It's very, it's very true. I will try to, and I know I will summon. The Arsenal moment that I had last week on the Lost Pod, I will I will summon that this week for an explosive, explosive hey, uh, moment. Look, we talked about a lot of things. There are some guys that are still they're still a little bit relevant as we head into you know we wrap up 
we still have one more match. Uh, your your boys are ready to go get a hard-fought draw at home against West Ham tomorrow. Or loss. <laughs> and then uh, heading into week 17, there are still plenty of names that were useful uh, in that congested run-up of fixtures there. Right. Uh, from midweek into this into this past weekend, uh, and we we did talk about some of those guys, and now uh, we just get to they just get to be part of my notes forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know this; it feels like a ton has changed because of the midweek matches in the last seven days, the seven actual days. Yeah, a few, three games have happened in the last seven days, and it just feels like. The narrative has changed in many, many ways that is applicable to fantasy, and therefore we got we got to touch on it. So, Brian, that's what I'm saying. Let's get on to this. Well, so the first thing, Dave, if you really do, I know you hate this, but if you really do want to talk about the, uh, if you really do want to talk about the dream team, I think one of the first, I know that it affects me. I know we have talked about this as in terms of strategy before, uh, but the. We this podcast would have firmly probably had one of the few times it would have been unanimous voting in terms of Sheffield United. Triple up on your Sheffield United uh, backline if you can. Some of us would have even said. Yep. And overall, on a scale from one to ten, ten being the best possible way that it could have worked out. Uh, how would you say it's worked out so far? With that strategy, All right, so Dave? that is absolutely Scott. I asked Scott to send me some things that he might want to discuss. Uh, in in the pod, and one of the things was that he mentioned was the two blade defender strategy hasn't worked great since we promoted it, but the schedule's about to get nicer. And yes, I want to echo that. I listen. I this is one of those things where I put my money where my mouth was, and I and I thought I said this is one of the f- couple times I've said if you don't do this, you are stupid. But own two Sheffield defenders now. Since I have done, I have gone beyond just two. I own three because I own Henderson as a goalkeeper. Yes. So I own Lundstrom and Baldock. And hey, Baldock hooked me up this week. Yeah. Baldock on the dream team, as we're going to be mentioning again, some of these using the dream team to launch into some things that we want to talk about. Baldock is there as one of the defenders, scores a 14, goal and an assist, yeah. all three bonus points. Yeah, right now only Nabi Keita and Harry Kane can talk about having more, as many or more points than him so far this week. If Sheffield could have just locked it down and not let Norwich score, I would have crushed. Lundstrom would have got that clean sheet. Henderson would have given me the clean sheet. Baldock would have got a 20 instead of a 14. Yeah, so Baldock has gone up two-tenths. Uh, in the past five weeks. So five weeks ago, you could have gotten him at four and a half. And right. I know that was when... That's sl- when I got him. Plenty of folks were jumping on him at four and a half. Uh, he was already, you know, he had already done pretty well up to that point and was right. one of the best value defenders. I so can't... I, do even, you, do you even, own him? No, I do not. I only own... Am I, I do own three Sheffield players, but one of those is Mousse. Okay. So I... I made the swap on a minus four heading into the midweek to trade Nick Pope for Henderson. Okay. Which so far, I think now, thanks to the, um, I think Pope ended with a zero this week. (laughs) He should have had negative. I think he had a zero. Uh, I think that officially makes my minus four equal. Okay. I think that finally makes it a complete 
well, it is now a wash. Okay. Uh, going from Pope to Henderson. So, so, but uh, I'll say this too. I know Scott hates it. I know uh, you are a little bit. You like it a little more than Scott does. I was heavily influenced, not just by schedule, because I know we're saying, you know, Scott was saying it uh, that their schedule is getting nicer. But three weeks ago, home to Newcastle. Felt I like know. about the nicest it's, matchup that there is. Yep, and it didn't happen. At Norwich, not great. We know what Norwich is capable of in right. terms of goal scoring, but they have not necessarily been up, you know, up to their uh, their high goal scoring standard that they set in the first few weeks. We know that, but to get to to concede goals in both matches, to lose two 0 at home to Newcastle yeah, was brutal. such a that was such a. A slap in the face. It complete slap in the face. So look, they like haven't by, had a clean but, sheet. But, but a slap in the face by somebody that you're like, why would you ever do that to me? That's <laughs> okay. the worst so slap. So if in the I face. just slapped you in the face, you you would yes, say it would be even David, more stunning why, than why if would you do that than to if me? Uh, than if than if a, a, an exquisite lady did it after I said something <laughs> unsavory. To her. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If yeah. you did it, it would I be like, it. not only would it probably sure. hurt real bad, but it would sure. also be like, what the? <laughs> Why did you do that? So, look, Sheffield has not had a clean sheet since the game week 11 against Burnley when they won 3 nothing. Now, I am still – I'm committed to this because I believe in their defense. I do believe it's going to – it's gonna it's gonna pay off. I'm gonna I'm not selling Henderson right now. I will consider it after the next three weeks. And I'm gonna go through Sheffield's next three matchups. Uh home to Villa at Brighton and then home to Watford. Obviously, listen, Brighton, for anyone and, and listen, we've led the we've led the charge. I've led the charge. You have, Brian, yep. in calling them the trash birds. They are playing a better brand of football this year. Uh Graham Potter has them playing much better. They brought in some guys. They're explosive up top where they were not last year with Maupe um, and then Connolly at times when he comes in off the bench. Uh, they've been getting quality at the back. Byrne has helped uh, play the Brighton back play. Matt Ryan had some a sick save today on against Wolves, and, yeah. and we'll get to Wolves in a second. But, um, look, Brighton's not horrible. I, I say all that to say this. We're not talking about them. We're talking about Sheffield. After those three games – then they're at City and at Liverpool. It probably doesn't get much harder than that. No, you, and uh, that happens a few times to folks here in the next five weeks where they play back-to-back City and yeah. Liverpool. So, but here's the wild thing. Sheffield might have played their best games against their hardest opponents this year. Yeah. So I'm not saying they're going to shut them and out. I would, and I would say this. Like they, they are, they're actually better on the road than they are at home in terms of goals conceded they've given up more goals uh at home than they have away they've conceded so far they've yeah. conceded six goals well now seven uh after the match at sure. norwich sure but which that's the same number that wolves have given up wolves uh, i think once that uh i think they've given up nine now because they played at brighton you know after they lost they gave up two to brighton today but that's that's the this is the the class that they're in with yeah. liverpool liverpool's conceded five Away goals, and so is Leicester. So, Brian, so to uh, me, this is uh, you know this is this is the cl- the class that they're in is in, they're in the top five, solidly in the top five in terms of of goals. All right, so Brian, check this out: in the top ten in defender scoring, sixteen of thirty eight weeks into the season, 
How many Sheffield defenders are in the top ten in uh, defender scoring? Any that are starting, I would say. I would say f- at least four. That that there's three. It's Lundstrom, Baldock, and Endis Stevens. Ooh. Now O'Connell makes the top twenty. Okay, and so does Egan, and then Basham is right outside at like twenty-one. Okay, so you literally almost have, like I said before, six, six. I say Sheffield defenders that are in the right around the top 20, three in the top 10. So find one and go get them. But listen, Baldock's a 4-7. Stevens is a 5-1. Lundstrom's a 5-1. And, Brian, you and I talked about this earlier today, and you've mentioned this before. Lundstrom, him, look, at 4-0, it was, it was a no-brainer. Yes. At 5-1, uh, and, anything, at five uh, one, if you don't own Lundstrom yet, and there's people out there who don't own Lundstrom. Yeah, he should be the most shocking, own, He's the most owned defender. But, but half of FPL teams don't own him. Right. 46.9%. Okay? So for those, of the, for those people who don't own him, what say you about him and Enda Stevens? They're 5-1. Well, this is what I, I was going to ask this, because it, to me, it's it's the trade-off of Lundstrom. One, he is, he is a defender, and he's not playing as a defender. This is right. So that instantly this is for well us established. on this pod, we like that. When you're a defender, right. but not playing defense, you're actually uh, any, playing in midfield and or striker. Right. Anyone out of position, uh, out of position players, you'd like that. However, this is not a prolific offense. So you still need Lundstrom you like it if Lundstrom, like we watched it today, he's the one who played the ball in to Baldock on Baldock's goal. Yes, it took a defensive touch before, uh, which Lundstrom is why got robbed from an assist. Baldock ends, you know, Baldock ends with an unassisted goal, even though it was played. a fantastic goal. By the yes. way, he's 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 did not look like a defender when he did that. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, no, he didn't at all. No, but I just think you're you're still talking about you know. A, not a prolific offense. So, yeah. Do you like you know they're they're in the they're in the bottom eight in terms of goals goals scored. So they have the same number of goals that Southampton does right now. So not great. I want more goals than that. And what I'm saying is, you still need John Lundstrom to do something. And I just think he's reached that point where if you were if you don't have him. And you're and you were deciding whether or not to buy him now. Would you buy him right now if you didn't have him already? I yeah, I'd still think about it, and, and like mainly because because you know, of where he's playing. Yes, it's you're getting a five point one pound midfielder in your defense. Yes, now That's exactly at right. the same time. Two, and and two, he's got six point capability two, on three, a clean sheet. Two three two one two. We are now five consecutive know, weeks of no fair. returns. Uh, his three against Manchester United is thanks to one, uh, to an assist. Ryan, you know what happened, right? You know what happened after week 11, going into week 12. That is when the ode to John Lundstrom I know. happened. Well, and, that's when, and that's when everyone started calling him Lord Lundstrom, which I think is a little cheese. Sure. Uh, I, I wonder, did, did did you jinx him when you? I might did have the jinxed how to him. say to John I mean, Lundstrom. No, and, I, hey, this and, is and a one of the greatest moments on this pod's a, history. It is. It's a Craven Poltroons. It's a it's a collective jinxing. Yeah, it's us and everyone. He, 
we he think, hit he hit the woodwork against Spurs. Right, so, that's right. He hard. So it he was a he was a, a a hair away from scoring another goal against Spurs, which would have propelled him even higher. Yep. I'm just saying. We look. We talk about it all the time. You have so many enabler players. We, the lost pod would have revealed this. You would have heard me say it already. But Martin Kelly is that. Even now, now that his you, price has gone on, up to four point two. On that pod, you changed your tune. You heard me. You I, were here. You can. And I'm. Listen. I wasn't even. I was only. I was mockingly saying yes. You should definitely have him. Weeks and weeks ago. But now you definitely well, are saying you must have him. I do own him. So what I'm saying is, and, that, and it's based on what we talked about on that podcast. What I'm saying is, there are guys like Martin Kelly, Diego Rico still qualifies. Uh, I think now, uh, now that Nathan Ake is injured, uh, Jack Simpson, Jack Simpson might qualify as an enabler here for the next several weeks. He's three nine, right? So and Ake pulled a hammy. Ake is down for a while, right? So what I'm guys saying don't is, just come back from hammy issues. Lundstrom, ten weeks ago. When we were, you know, at the beginning of the season, plenty of people had him to start the season. He, we knew he was we, he was starting as a 4-0 defender. When did you buy him? I had Lundstrom week two, I think. Right. I'm week, sure. Week I know one for or two. I know for certain. I purchased him at four at four zero. That's correct. I did like too. a lot of people. I did, did. too. So awesome! But, but, awesome that you've gained all that value. What I'm saying is, there's no way in the world that if you were looking now, you don't have him five one. Think of think of the number of players that are that are less than him who are outperforming him right now. I just think that he has reached that point now where he is not an I to me he is not an essential own. It All would right. be nice to have him if you've had him this whole time. I'm not advocating selling. If you want to cash in on the point five that you've earned on him, uh, for those of you who've had him since four zero, I I guess. Sure. Heck, go to go to one of his teammates. I just think at this point now, it's not the it's the he does not represent the same value he did before, and I don't think okay. as an I, like I get it. He has the attacking numbers, but what I'm saying is, to me now, the results are not bearing that. Final out. thing on this, another reason, his ownership can't go up much more. Therefore, his price won't rise much more than it currently already is. Does yeah. that make sense? It's going to slow down. The best thing that can happen is for him to, for if Sheffield does not get more results, his yeah, tri- it's going to stall and it selling. will start to sell. Yeah. Next match in the Dream Team, two guys, two players from this team, the Awoken Tottenham Hotspur, the Jose Mourinho raised from the dead Tottenham Hotspur, Jan Vertonghen, 11 points. Harris, Sir Harris Kane, 16 fantasy points. The last two matches, Kane getting three bonus points in each match. Brian, we could also throw in there, and, and this is this leads me to one of the segments that I wanted to I wanted to bring up. You know, Brian, one of those segments where, hey, Brian, mm-hmm. Spurs. What gives? And that includes this. Does the, obviously the dream team? The midfielders scored so high this week. Delhi doesn't even get in here. No, Sun scored a twelve and didn't make the dream team. Right? Sun, oh, no, no, he, no, oh Sun, my gosh, he did. What's wrong with me? There's three. There's three Spurs there. Yeah, Sun did make the dream team. Delhi did not on a two assist. Another two assist game. Two assist game. Brian, are we at the point? I feel like Spurs have gone from hey. 
I'm not sure I want to own anyone yeah. to Jose Mourinho coming in, laying the law down. I think it's obvious. Christian Eriksen, he could give three craps about. He is committed to, in the Jan Vertonghen, Christian Eriksen uh, beef that media doesn't talk about, but everyone else who's not official media knows what's gone on in the Tottenham locker room. Jose has come in, and it's obvious he's on Team Vertonghen because really he just wants to win. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't care about drama. He just wants to freaking win games. That's what he's there to do. He's paid to make the team win games. Jan Vertonghen has started every match he's been there. Christian Eriksen has not started one at all. He has put Delhi back in the number ten where Christian Eriksen was playing. Harris Kane has looked better and better every single game. Hyunming Sun looks on fire, and now. Eric Dyer has started every match since jo- since Jose showed up. Dyer is the defensive midfielder. He is shielding the defense now. Sissoko is next to him, also shielding the defense, but giving a more offensive through ball threat. He has locked Spurs down. Spurs defense, Brian, is it time? To- I mean, are we at the point? I say all that to say this. Are we at the point where we are looking at, hey, it's time to own three Spurs? No. Okay. Owning three? Is that too aggressive? I think owning three is a lot. I like, you like the schedule for the most part. They're at Wolves, home to Chelsea, at home Wolves. to Brighton, at Norwich, at Southampton, and the next five. That's juicy. Yeah, at Wolves, at Wolves is not, not the best. However, it's we saw today, if Brighton can do it, anyone can do it. Right. Home to Chelsea. I mean, it depends on who they're starting it's, defensively. It's sort of but, been a but, slumping Chelsea, right? So Chelsea defensively, I don't think corrected anything. They have they they are not any significantly different or better uh, than they were at the beginning of the season when they were leaking goals all over the place. And then Brighton, Norwich, Southampton. You love all of that. So yeah, for the next for the next five weeks for sure. And even before this, even even once they because Liverpool's the next difficult match they have. I don't think even on the last pod, my my big gripe was between you know the question of should you double up in the midfield? You know, is it worth it to have Delhi and Son? I still think it is. I think it's definitely worth having both of them in your midfield uh, because because. But you're, but you're, but look. Let's just say this: there could be some people out there who haven't used a wild card yet. They I, could bring in Kane, Son, and Ali if they wanted to. I just not think, using their wild card. Do you think that's too aggressive? I just think if you're already if you're already on Vardy, which forty, you know, what's the what's the percentage on Vardy? Forty, almost fifty percent of the of FPL has Vardy right, now. and they should. Right. So if you're gonna have Vardy, you're probably not gonna have Kane also. Just because I, I, yeah, I just think that's it because that means you're that means you're taking someone from your midfield and making a, an expensive midfielder a nobody for okay. the most part. Right. Plus, Dave, guess the number. How many times did Harry Kane touch the eighteen yard box or close to the I goal? Know. What you're, what's how about close to was he? Is, how many touches did he have in the box against Manchester United? You're probably gonna tell me one or two, and I feel like you're about to build the stats to saying that. Kane kind of Alexander luck looked into, you, into points. You um, you are exactly right, Dave. <laughs> uh, Harry Kane had one touch in the box. And by the way, I'm looking Manchester at Manchester United. 
Okay, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm looking at stats. I was wrong earlier when I said he got three bonus points against United. He did not in the last two matches. It literally was just in the Burnley match. So yeah. My my apologies. Uh, stat guy in a five in a five nil victory in which Harry Kane scored twice. How many times did Harry Kane touch the penalty area against Burnley? Ah. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to go low because you're you're touching gonna, I, it touching the, the ball in the box. It, I'm going to say Burnley. three, and he probably scored. Abe, you're exactly right. It was exactly twice. three. I scored three. I could, we've been doing the this ball three times. I can now read your mind. I'm just saying, how many times did Sun do it? Probably eight. Seven. Okay. <laughs> no. So, all right. So, so I own this, Sun. So look, I own Sun. And, and look, and let's quickly go through this. This is the, this is the Sun argument. Sun Ali is the, is the Salamane, the new Sal- Salamane debate because the other one's squashed. The old Salamane debate is squashed. It is Mane by far. And sure, if you want to own Salah, we'll, get, we'll talk about Salah in a minute. But uh, well, right now, Sun and Ali, if you had to pick one, where's... If I Ali's a dollar less, a pound dollar less. Yeah, and that's what makes him really scary, enticing, and I'm sure that's the reason why so many people are moving to him. I think the question, I think the big question is, and and I can, I mean, we can back this up with with real numbers from other places. I think the most, it is by far the most popular transfer combo at this point for people to sell Kevin the not so good right now. Kevin de Kevin de uh de boring, what? Okay. Uh, sure. Raheem Sterling, or any of the other expensive uh those those middling ex uh, the the Polisics, uh even Mason Mount uh, and Zaha and a lot of these guys that were hot commodities a, a couple match weeks ago, you know this would have been by midweek to move to Delhi or to Sun. That's where the money's going right now. Well, and but I get it. The, the, That's why I'm saying. Jose I think that, that is the, that is the, the question. Do you own who? Which which I, Manchester City midfielders do you own? I own the brown the brown dong. And how and how when, how long ago did you get rid of Sterling? This past this past mass week, I could not lose any more money on him. I had lost money on him, and he was at his original price. And if he went to eleven point nine, I was about to lose a tenth. And I'm like, nope, that's it. I wanted to stick with him, and I felt like the public made me sell him, like, you know, giving Scott some credence to what he's saying. I don't like it when the price changes are making me do things that I don't want to do. I didn't want to lose that tenth, and I just figured it, you know. So I, so I sold him. So I sold him and reinvested uh, in other areas. Yeah. I, I think that is the, to me, that's like the, that is the dis- the discussion of the moment. Sterling is, what, is now dropped to 11.8. Right. So that is, that. That's the discussion to me of this of this F part of the FPL season is is the, what do you do with your Manchester City midfield assets? Uh, two games ago, we were feeling really good about them because they're you know Burnley is in such a free fall. Anyone that was playing Burnley in the past few weeks has looked amazing. So Manchester City looks amazing against Burnley, and all of a sudden it's like, well, wait a wait a second, do I really want to get rid of all of these guys? David Silva looks like he's worth a shot again, you know, in midweek because sure. he has another great game, and then they all disappear uh, this weekend against Manchester United. Yeah. So, well, sorry, and, and, so and so I, what I'm saying is, I think that is the question: is as far as Spurs are concerned, most people, I'm speaking as one of them, almost 40 percent of FPL managers still own De Bruyne. You have you have Sterling at still at 26 percent ownership. 
If you have either one of those guys, how are you how are you possibly resisting? I it is taking every bit of my energy to keep KDB in my midfield and not switch to Delhi. I currently have a yellow triangle on Lise Mousset, and I also am a I am firmly planted my flag on Mason Greenwood. And so Mason Greenwood continues to lose money for me in my that's in my in my front line. That is what I'm saying is when you need when you need money to move around, that is the fastest way. You yeah. gain you gain one point six yeah or two points uh yeah you know, one point six to go from from Debrana to well, I would to go from him to Delhi right now. All right. Let's roll right into City Players Brian in a segment we like to call Manchester City. What gives? Brian, how in seven seven working days, seven soccer, seven football, seven FPL days, how have we gone from city players, how can you have three, to city players, do I want any? Well, what in the world? So it's not, you know this, it's not when you know what the other team's tactic is going to be against you. And then you look and say, well, that team has not only their... You know what their tactic is, but you also know that they have the personnel to execute it. What Manchester City defender would you have been able to trust in the last 10 weeks? Well, zero. Zero, exactly. Okay, so not, And the only person you could count on being there was Ederson. And do you, would you, what in the world would you do with him right now if nothing. you had him? You would nothing. never choose Manchester him. City, Brian, is nothing. Their defense is nothing. And the difference between them being 14 points behind Liverpool right now compared to last year, they have scored the same number of goals or right at it this point in the season compared to last season. The difference is America Laporte's not in the field. This is, what, exactly is that not what unbelievable? We, yes, it is unbelievable. At This is exactly, I think... And, and all the Liverpool fans, sorry, Scott, you're not here to defend it today. If Virgil van Dijk was not on the pitch for, for Liverpool, Liverpool wouldn't be 14 ahead. Four, 14 points in the table ahead. I can guarantee you that. I, would I love think to America see Laporte Scott's face has, the same, has the same issue that Liverpool would have well, if Virgil van Dijk wasn't in the field. Now, listen, credit to those guys. Their value, those center back positions have great value arsenal yeah. i would kill for one of those right oh that's arsenal's one of their biggest problems is they don't have a boss center back back there to handle business so listen they're they're important but it is a big big deal that america port hasn't been there that's why City well i was gonna say even not too. it wasn't too many weeks ago where i think everyone will right i mean it was he was a he was a trendy pick for a minute benjamin mendy we're talking about Mendy being healthy. Maybe being, for you. Well, no, I'm just saying. Not for me. Not for you, of course. I, I am I, a Mendy I, basher. I never bought him. I'm you not. Did it, I'm only. I'm only saying it as but like. You hey, love Mendy. I'm not the only one. You, you were like Benjamin Mendy's back, and I was like, Mendy's got to show me something before I want him right. in my team. And and he his price rose. He his his value his price rose without doing anything. I know, which is it was, dumb. It, exactly. So, but now not only is he not out there, his the guy who who he replaced gets hurt, and I was I mean, even this week you see how sad it is for their defense that you see Angelino yeah playing for them and Fernandinho is playing center and back. All you can, and all I could think is 
the stability that that Zinchenko gave them. And now, Zin- so for get, them to lose Ryan, Zinchenko, get, get it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, he's getting, almost. Back. He's getting closer. They, def- they, they, it was the difference between him and Mendy was that Zinchenko was a little more boring. <laughs> and right. they kind of need boring right They do now. need boring. Because I I think what's happening is they know they don't have the defense to be able to handle almost anything. So those attacking players, if it doesn't work for the attacking players, if they can't jump out on anything, they know they can get hit on the other end yeah. in a heartbeat. And, Manchester yep. United did that, yep. and, and they just kind of squashed those guys. Yep. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. So, so Brian, look, and let's move on quickly. Manchester United, Manchester City. I still own De Brown Brown. Yeah. Now he, I currently bought him at a ten two. Okay. He had gone up to a ten three. He is losing that that point ten. He may. Tonight. He may be losing it as we speak. I think he is. So, I will lose that one tenth because technically I hadn't gained it. I'm not going to lose more. I, I will sell him as fast as I sold Sterling if I have to. I'm not going to lose a tenth past what I bought a player. So I have my. I have not used my transfer this week. I am keenly keeping my eye on that. Now, some of you out there might be like, I, you, you guys are crazy about talking about selling City players. I'm not selling. I get it. I'm just telling you for me. When I'm conscious of the money game, that's when my team does the best. Uh, I've had some shakeups <laughs> recently with some buying and selling, and I've taken more negatives than I would have thought in the last match week. But, hey, I, I, I kind of like what's shaping up, and, and so we'll just have to see what happens. But I am holding at the moment on my transfer for this week, mainly because I want to see what happens with the Brown Long Dong before I make a move. You know who the number one transfer out of all players is this week? Le- Kevin LeBron? It is. Wow. He's almost 100,000 transfers out. What I'm saying is, too, all of the guys who are who are being sold at the highest rate so far uh, this game week, it's the, to me, Sterling and Brown make the most sense. They are one and two. Uh, Jimenez is third most transferred out, which I, I feel like sense. is a weird... That's a, I feel like that's a weird reaction. I know that that has mostly to do with Tammy Abraham... And even more, it has to do with Marcus Rashford. Yeah, you're Aubameyang, right. I get that you're selling, but at the same time, what is what? It's not even what have you done for me lately? Because what have you done for me lately is be pretty still decent. If you have Aubameyang, you can't be really mad about that guy. It's just he's really expensive. It's the reason why I'm surprised that folks are going to Kane because Aubameyang is such a rapid sell. And if that's the swap going from Aubameyang to Kane. I'm not wild about that move. Pulisic and Mason Mount are in the they they round out that the top six of transfers out. What I'm saying is, I think all of these guys not only do they have a decent matchup this coming week, the matchups are okay for You're them. You're saying all these transfers uh, I, I'm out, just saying, all these people transferring these players out because of the matchups this week could horribly be regretting in three in as, a week's time. Why did I do that? As much as I understand the desire to go from from a city midfielder to a Spurs midfielder, how much do you like the fact that Arsenal get to play home to Manchester City this coming weekend? Do you like that, or do you not like that? <laughs> well, uh, I uh, that's not fair to ask. Well, anything's fair to ask. I can't. I I don't know if I could give a fair answer because of my jaded. Arsenal outlook at the moment. Which is the better matchup 
City playing at Arsenal or Spurs playing at Wolves? Probably City playing at Arsenal. That matchup could just as easily be 3-3-4-4, right? Neither team showing any type of great defense. Spurs have had some of their... uh, uh, They've had some serious drama playing against Wolves in the last year and a half. I don't necessarily... I mean, yes, it's uh, an improved Spurs. Mourinho has them playing better. But I don't. That's no gimme. No, I, I don't no, no, see. No. I don't Wolves see. Wolves is six in the table. It's definitely not a gimme. Um, I just think there are way more goals in the City Arsenal match, and so I find it a little odd that everyone is is rushing to make that swap, unless it's to improve another area of your team. In that case, you manage the way you want. Moving on to the next person in the dream team. It's been a long time since he has been relevant, Brian. We uh-huh. are going to briefly mention him as we have sworn to not necessarily really talk about him much until he actually does something worth talking about. It's Mohamed Salah, Brian. He shows up this week when Mane, his scoring compadre, is on the bench and gets rested. Salah shows up and gets two bonus points and gets a total of 13 with assist and a goal. Yes. Brian. Credit to Scott. Credit to Scott, podcast co-host, for uh, asking what seemed like, I'm sure, if anyone saw it, a potentially insane question midweek after Salah was arrested uh, against, who did they play midweek? Everton. After Salah was arrested against Everton and Mane did the business, asking the question of whether or not it might not be worth a one-week swap with the anticipation that Mane could be uh, subsequently rested. rested. Uh, That ended up happening. He was spot on. And it would have been a really smart move for for folks to have done that. Agree. Now, Uh, right... It doesn't change anything for me. It doesn't change anything for me at all. uh, Because you can't... Mane Mane is now worth 12.3. If you don't already own him... He's worth in the in the market of buying. He is worth twelve point three pound dollars. Salah twelve point two. Salah started the year at twelve point five. Has dropped to twelve point two. Mane started the year at eleven point five. Has gained all the way up to twelve point three. Mane has outscored Salah by twenty one points. With yeah, Mane, the- with Mane just getting rested. Like right, and that, yeah, and that's after injury. Yeah. It's basically them trading. It's it's them trading double digits. You know, Mane had fifteen against Everton. And but but Brian, you're you're not. I mean, we're not planning on talking about Salah regularly going forward, are we? I'm not. Are you? No. I mean, I I just think. I mean, his health. I mean, that has been a that has been a question of whether or not his ankle is actually healthy or not. I mean, the suggestion now is that he actually is is healthy. Klopp saying that his injury, you know, his ankle injury is now behind him. He's hundred percent fit, etc. I, I just think if that's what it was that was preventing him uh, from from scoring more or doing more, then yeah, I mean, I guess it's gonna it's gonna take a while though for him to outpace Mane. And to me, it doesn't make any difference because it it's it has been a tactical issue, not an injury issue that has catapulted Mane past him in this calendar year anyway. Right. So, I mean, I, I get, like, if if you want to throw 24 pounds at two players in your midfield, 
you can do that. It, I mean, it's. It, I'm sure one of these weeks it's going to pay off for sure. Uh, they where, are where both of them go. Where, off. They, where both of them do exceptionally well. But if you had done, you know, if you played Sun and Delhi, sure. This week you it, finished it, with uh, over twenty. Sure. That's like best case to me. That's about best case scenario for for playing two players from the same midfield. Yep. But. Yeah, can it happen? Absolutely. I just don't know how many people are going to throw their money at it. Completely agree. If you were at the point where you had like you're like done with Sterling and you're like I got to figure out what to do with him, would you rather go up from Sterling to Salah or would you would your natural move be to go down from Sterling to Son, Madison, Delhi, any of these other guys? Really, really excellent question. It's possible people right already have Sun. So if you already had like a, a Mane Sterling Sun, Sun's it, up. Sun is up to eighteen point four percent, and his price is now 10, 10 pounds even as yeah, we're recording. I would want if I didn't have Sun, I'd want him in in place. That is interesting though. Would it? Would you just feel more comfortable going? I mean, going up to Salah, uh, owning Sterling. I don't know, Brian. That's a really good question. I think I would rather go down and spend that money in other places. Uh, but I wouldn't fault anyone for just the easy transfer of bringing, bringing them in. I, so here's the other thing, too. I don't think it's happened yet this year, and I could be wrong. Uh, I could check. I'm just too lazy to at this point. I don't think that I remember Salah and Mane both going off in the same game. So if that's the case... Owning both of them seems silly to me. I guess you could just hedge your bets and say, well, I'm just going to, I mean, Brother Matt. Brother Matt, wild carded, owns both. He is Salah, ride or die, and he's just being stubborn as can be on Salah. That's fine. Uh, it worked out for him this week. He got Salah's points. He captained Mane, and uh, Mane obviously didn't play. And uh, he vice-captained Vardy. So after the Arsenal-West Ham game, he's going to probably like a lot of people. Happened to you, too, Captain Mane. Yeah, yeah it's going to happen to a lot of people. Right? So, uh, look, you can play that game. That game's not for me. I don't think they're both going to go off in the same game often. If it, uh, if it happens, it might be once. So then it's like, okay, so I have a lot of money and two midfielders, and one does well, and chances are, statistically... Chances are the other one's not is just going to be average or nothing, and so that's just I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not into that. Brian, in a new segment we like to call another new segment. What? In, in another new segment we like to call Brian, Manchester United. What gives? <coughs> Manchester. Brian, the question is Manchester United again. I'm going to say this again. I've said this, Brian. In the last seven calendar days, in the last seven. FPL days. Yeah. Manchester United has gone from I don't want to own anyone to huh maybe I should own some Manchester United players. Which is true. Uh we did, you know, I think we've we've said, you know, Rashford's numbers have been pretty good in the pretty last Pretty good. They've, they've been they've been ridiculous. No, but I mean even not. even several weeks ago, I mean this was I mean he he had still been performing decently well. Brian, he is the second highest scoring forward in FPL. Yeah, and his last five weeks, 9, 13, 5, 11, 5. Then 2, 9, 9 before that. 
Yeah. Holy crap, man. Yeah. He's been he's been absolutely on fire. And it doesn't and, matter if it's against City, against Tottenham, against yeah. Sheffield, against teams that play decent defense. Obviously, City's not one of them. I'm just saying, and he's on penalties. Why? Why don't people own Marcus Rashford more? His ownership is twenty one percent. Should it not be as high as Vardy's ownership? Uh, it should be getting closer. It's probably going to get there. I just think it was difficult for everyone who, uh, like me, Tammy Abraham was so popular and seemed like such a must own. Uh, you know, seven weeks ago, it didn't leave a lot of room. Tripling up and having three. Uh, upper middle class midfield or forwards didn't make a lot of sense five weeks ago. Brian, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Yep. That guy, Arsenal player, my boy, is owned 20.9%. Yep. Would you rather have Marcus Rashford or Pierre Emerick Aubameyang? If I had Aubameyang right now, I would have sold him several weeks ago okay. for Marcus Rashford. As would I. Marcus Rashford is absolutely the way to go. And listen, Aubameyang hasn't been bad. Aubameyang's last four weeks, 2, 13, 5, 2, 8. Okay? So yeah. that's not horrible, but it's not Rashford. Well, The only uh, person that scored more than Rashford in the last six, seven, eight, nine weeks is freaking Jamie Vardy, who's been on a tear. Yeah. Right? And again, I've said before, if you don't own Vardy, you're just stupid. Well, well most of the people are smartening up. His ownership is literally at forty nine point six percent. That's yeah. insane, and it's well, but that's how it should be. Yeah, but so now, so like we said on our last podcast, which will never be heard ever again, there are a lot of ways to do this, and so you know, assuming now most most everyone who's paying attention has Vardy, so there's. There's your there's one of your forwards. Tammy Abraham was so popular. He was it was basically Vardy, Tammy and someone. Yes, agree. Uh so now Rashford is inching up closer there now that he's up over 20%. This is not accounting also for the 20% that owned Aubameyang. Uh Raul Jimenez is continues to be a popular pick i know now everyone is leaping back on harry kane so there's almost another 20 percent of owners well, Brian, danny talking, ings has I'm has, has about a danny ings keeps scoring over and over again 10 percent owns danny ings uh lise Mousset, when he was on his multiple week scoring streak here uh gabriel jesus made everybody think that he should be owned after his midweek performance, so I'm you, just saying. You're I'm saying, just saying there are so you're giving many me reasons why other people could go with other strikers and not be Vardy, Marcus Rashford, and Tammy Abraham. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, and right. I, right, like right now, I'm so even though even though no one's numbers come close to that. Although surprisingly, Danny Ings continues to score, yeah, whether we like him and or want to mock him or not. He did not make the Dream Team this year. I'll take this moment just to mention Danny Ings. Danny Ings, last five games, seven, six, nine, nine, eight. Yeah. Wow. Danny Ings, a guy that six point three. If you got a spot as a third striker for him and or even a second striker, at this point. His downfall in his career has been health. At this point for Southampton, he single-handedly might be the one reason why Southampton might have a chance at staying up is the fact that he's the only player on the team that can score. Danny Ings by hook or by crook, and I know we mocked him earlier in the season, 
uh, at when they play Liverpool and other times of just making goals happen with his hustle. Uh, he by, by hook or by crook, he's getting it done. Yeah, he and, keeps doing it, and he's and I would say he is. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, odds are he's probably m- the if you have him, he's third striker. Okay. Well, and he's now tied think. with the almighty Timu Puki on eighty four points. Yeah. Puki is at a six six, uh, with ownership of eighteen point four. Ama- amazingly, and yeah. Ings at a, at uh, ownership at a ten point seven. I look if I am a Puki owner, that's an easy move, right? To Danny Ings. I think Danny Ings' potential. Very possibly moving forward could be better, even though, look, I need Buki uh, to win my bet with Scott to score as many goals as possible. Getting back to Manchester United, Brian, anyone else on Manchester United that needs to be mentioned other than Marcus Rashford? Daniel James, what say you about him in, I, in one I, sentence? I, I Irrelevant to me in every possible okay. way. Daniel James. A, a really good player, though. Real-life player, fantasy-wise, means no. nothing. Brian, talk, talk to me about Anthony Martial. I want. I need one sentence. How many people are going back to him? A lot. A, Anthony, a good- Anthony Martial, his ownership's only at 5.3, but Brian, you mentioned to me a few minutes ago his injury. Uh, yeah, he gets knocked over the international break, so he misses midweek. They still win, and then is a doubt for the weekend and then a surprise start against Manchester City. All right. I texted Drew, League Drew, just before uh, the match or early on in the match. I might have already started and just said Martial is 100% guaranteed to score in this match. He did, and I was mostly joking. League it, Drew. It just would have it just would have made sense. It's it just completely fits the way that this has gone that he ended up scoring a goal here. It's such a mockery to me. I had him Two weeks ago. Amazing. Uh, and why wouldn't I have? Sure. Why wouldn't you? All I, right. I, I like Anthony Martial. I just think that, you know, I did we say it on the was it on the was it on the last pod? Or just say if you had to pick one, I think at this point now, beginning I mean, of the for, season. If I had to pick at the beginning of the season, he was my pick. Right. Martial uh, was. Yes, you did say that in the last pod. And on the last even, pod. Even with Well at this point it is the last and the lost pod. Even with um Rashford being on penalties at the beginning of the season, I still like the value that Martial represented. Okay. Uh, they were about even, though. I want to give a shout-out to Aaron Wambasaka in the City match. I That's the best performance I've seen from a fullback all year. He's one of the um, – he really is amazing. He was unreal. The The amount of – he completely shut down, completely shut down Raheem Sterling and anyone else who came up the left side of the field, offensive left, defensive right. Aaron Wambasaka – is way way better player than than I have given him credit. I'm talking about real life more more or less than fantasy. Aaron Wambasaka, wow, he yeah. left me with a wow with his yeah. performance in that match. Uh, Brandon Williams, the four dollar uh, defender who was filling in. I wish we had been. Uh, I wish I'd been around for this. Four point uh, one, Brian. Yeah, which is hilarious, and also uh, you've given yourself a chore if you've picked up Brandon Williams because the Brandon Williams experiment officially over. Enjoy Luke Shaw's soft tissue while his soft tissue remains soft. Listen, Luke Shaw already has a already has a knock, Brian. Yeah, he got re- he got replaced. He got playing. replaced with a knock. So, and and you know the second he can't play, you know who's coming in? Ashley Young. Nope, uh, Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams will be coming back in. Ashley Young is uh, only there for late-game defensive cover 
And that is it, in my opinion. I absolutely could be wrong, as I've been, been wrong on many, many things before. Moving on. Brian, talk to me about Newcastle. We have to talk about Newcastle. Oh, man. Brian, you mocked this. You mocked this multiple pods ago. You When we were talking about... I don't remember who Newcastle played, but two defenders scored. It was Karen Clark and Fernandez. And you go, hey, listen, if you wanna if you wanna own Newcastle players, sure, go own the defenders. What are they gonna do? Keep scoring every week? Well, what do you know if Rodrigo Fernandez doesn't score again? Dude, yeah. what in the crazy world? Fernandez the last two weeks, a nine and a six. Newcastle, not Already relegated Newcastle, yeah, what, Scott. Tenth place in your face, Newcastle. I love the fact that I am probably going to win this bet. At least I hope I do. Newcastle is under Steve Bruce is somehow finding their not relegation legs, yeah, and becoming somewhat of a force. Well, and a kind of a tough out. They beat Sheffield last week, two nothing. No one would have picked that. Yeah. And then they win again this week against the... They, they beat play. Southampton at home. And then they, they play... They, the, the win at Sheffield is... Uh, that, to me, is... Uh, well, that's almost shocking. Well, I, 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 I'm shocked by that. I, I know. And I that, know that part that, of that, that was, was, a, was a dumb, you know, the, hey, the play to the, the whistle AR, moment, yeah, that's whatever. Right. But you know what? That happens. And, and dumb on Sheffield for letting that happen. Bottom line is this. I want to bring this up. Brother Matt's stat of the week. And we haven't had one of these in a long, long time. And now it's time for Brother Matt's Stat of the Day. Brother Matt's Stat of the Week. With 22 points coming from their opening 16 matches this season, Newcastle United are nine points better off than they were at the same stage last year. And then he writes underneath that, no longer, in quotes, already relegated Newcastle. Boom, Brian, what say you about that? Are you you mocking at me to get to Scott? Yes. Uh, I would have already relegated them as well, but that was mostly out of my... uh, (laughs) Yeah, but... Disdain Look, for them getting rid of Rafa Benitez or not giving that, Rafa the help that he that, that he that's wanted. That's exactly right. And I, yeah, then they go out and buy players who are decently, uh, who pretty been pretty useful for them this season, and they're they're playing the exact right way. All right, um, so look, let's quick briefly talk about so, this. Newcastle so, so, and their defenders. Wilhelms, people are buying the crap out yeah, of Yeah, Jetro Wilhelms is, is, we talked about him on the Lost Podcast. He's still one of the top, as far as uh, taking shots and shots on target, he's one of the top defenders for that. Federico uh, Fernandez, Brian. Uh, I, that was the guy that's the shocker for me, just because, I, to me, he didn't. He shouldn't be playing, right? Well, he had no role. He was he was brought in from Swansea as a as a as a backup. He was a fourth, you know. He is a he is their Martin Kelly. Well, they've got the same situation. Jamal Lascelles injured. Florian Lejeune now playing himself back into back into game shape. Uh, Lejeune is is getting close to full fitness, but he still doesn't have a spot. What about Shar? Fabian Shar can't get back in the side. He did this I, week. I know, he, he did this in. week because Karen Clark was injured at, at half. It was a enforced substitution. So that's a guy. That is the guy who he was the starter. But he had a like, role. I like having players with team mojo is good. Yeah, Newcastle. I feel like it's got some good team mojo. 
Yeah. Spurs, good team mojo. United right now, good team mojo. Arsenal, not good mojo. Yeah. City, not, not good. good mojo. Yeah. Right? Everton, holy uh, crap. We'll get mojo. To them. We'll get to them. I don't have right. much to talk about Everton, but all of a sudden, uh-oh. Okay, what's going on with Everton? Yeah. They just, they just beat the pants off Chelsea this past weekend. So, anyways, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. I, Newcastle, Brian. Yeah. I, I like they got I mean, some good mojo going. Right, they do. And that's definitely, this is, I mean, this this would be the time to buy. And because the prices are right on, you know, Federico and Karen Clark, I mean. And, Brian. Uh, and what, who, Jetro? And you want say me, it. You want me to say Jetro? No. Oh, and you, okay, we're off the defense say now. Say it. I do say it. Say it. John Joe Shelby. Yes. Brian. He, John, John Joe, Joe Shelby, Shelby uh, uh, otherwise known as uh, Bald Colback. Jack uh, Colback. Bald Jack Colback, as I like to call him, John Joe Shelby. Brian. Uh, John Joe Shelby has been... John Joe uh, Shelby. He just can't stop scoring. 9-9-9 nine, nine, nine in the past three weeks. I think he's actively trying not to score or do things right, and he keeps scoring. Wow, dude. Uh, it, he needs to be mentioned. Brian, he's a 5-0. There's good mojo in the Newcastle locker room. John Joe Shelby, 5-0 def- midfielder. Yeah. In the last six in the last six weeks has scored nine four times. Two's the other two. Holy crap. For some you're not relying on a 5-0 midfielder. Wow. Is no. he worth owning? No, but he is a he is a well, as long as he keeps playing. Right, he's owned 1.2%. You know why As a differential. You why know, not own him? You know why you're owning him. Why? Why am I owning him? You know why. Because you're going to take whoever it is that's on the end of your midfield, you're going to take someone who, if it was me, it would be Christian Pulisic, and you'd say, I'm going to take 7.5 pounds, I'm going to turn that into 5 pounds, and I'm going to take that 2.5 and put it on someone else. Put it on Marcus Rashford. That's what. That's the reason why you buy John Joe. I'm going to turn Jordan Ayew into Marcus Rashford. I guess if you want to play John Joe Shelby at Burnley, that is a fantastic matchup right is now. Is it not? My th- look, they are still not doing a lot. Like they're still. I understand that, but but points are points. He true. keeps showing up on the score sheet. Right, and and it's and it's the way. It's hilarious that. They've taken. Uh, I'll let you guess. Quick okay. quiz. All right. Where is Newcastle United in the uh, in all 17th. teams of fantasy Premier in, in the Premier League in shots for shots? Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I swear. How I many? Where mind. are they in shots? Seventeenth. No. Last. They are dead last. Amazing. Well, they, you know what? They are dead last. Brian, they are being efficient. Where are they in shots on target? Oh, probably dead last. They are tied for second last. Oh, wow. Okay. With Brighton. Only Watford is worse than them. Amazing. I'm not saying that you're not going to get some value out of them or any of their players, because obviously you are. Uh, but I just don't think you're buying John Joe Shelby to play him uh, actively. He'd be a nice sub to come in when he's got a nine on your bench and he's in your first bench spot. I like I I don't know I don't know what else to say about a guy that costs five dollars that is just right. overachieving. Fair enough. I like him more than you. Buy him. I might do it. Don't tempt me. All right. He might come in for for Kevin Lebron Dong. Hey, 
how do you think everyone liked all of the other defenders' points and Martin Dubrovka's points this week whenever they played uh, home to Southampton, who they should probably have clean put a clean sheet well, on? Well, you know, you know why they didn't get clean sheeted? Yeah, I know exactly. Why. Our boy Danny Yings. Yeah. Brian, moving on, and I'm going to mention, we're going to clean this up quickly, okay? Yep. Uh, other guys not mentioned in the Dream Team. We never mentioned Naby Keita. We should have when we talked about Liverpool. No one. I don't pay any mind is, to that. No one in their right mind is buying Naby nope. Keita. Uh, Guaida at Crystal Palace. Now that. That is something that's worth talking about. That was about. a move that is, it's it's almost like a, it's too good to be true, but it keeps on happening. Can I can I discuss his last three yeah, weeks? Yeah, go ahead. His last three weeks, 10-8-8. Okay, eight against Burnley, eight against Bournemouth, ten against Watford. Now you could say, "Well, duh, uh, duh. Look at those teams, duh." Okay, well, yeah. let me give you their upcoming schedule for the next five match weeks: home to Brighton, at Newcastle, home to West Ham, at Southampton, at Norwich. Are you telling me that this Crystal Palace defense that is anchored by the never injured Martin Kelly? Isn't something that, like Guaida, maybe he should be owned. Brian, his ownership currently is at a 1.6. You want a differential goalkeeper? No one owns him. Yeah. 1.6 people do, but almost no one owns him. Guaida might be an option going forward. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely worth a look. I mean, it, out of all of the, the guys that cost more than... Four and a half pounds at that range between four point five and five zero. How could you not love his scores? Right. I mean, I get. I mean, his scores are they're obvious. Yeah. Like I said, I, you know, I, my decision was what to do with Nick Pope going into two what looked like two pretty difficult matchups. Right. Uh, in the past Agreed. two weeks. Uh, now you know who knows they you know Burnley can you know we know what they're capable of they play home to Newcastle this week all of a sudden Burnley's defense in every possible way looks like <laughs> you know shredded cheese and Ryan, it's Guaida not, not is good, the but fourth highest scoring goalkeeper Brian would you rather own Guaida or Patricio I would rather own Guaida okay because I Guaida or Matt Ryan for for you know exactly what I'm going to say about that Guaida what about Guaida or Schmeichel for Leicester. Uh, Schmeichel's the highest know. scoring. You know what? There's still, there's something odd. I would take Guaida because the long term matchups are better. Because in two weeks, you're not going to love having anyone from Leicester City defense. Guaida or Henderson? I own Henderson, and I and of course I'm looking at Guaida now, saying like, why didn't I just do that? <laughs> <laughs> look how good. All his, right. Look wow. how look how good his points are. No, it's. I mean that's. Again, I was swayed the same way everyone else was. I was look. Dean Henderson has been—he's one of the most popular pickups in the last two weeks. His ownership went up. His ownership in the last two weeks went from four hundred thousand to over five hundred thousand. Like, this is not just like oh, I'm just uh, this is a random choice. Let me flip a coin. Looks like it's Dean Henderson this week. It's not. Everyone saw the same thing. You see the matchups. They looked good, and the results end up not being there. It ends up being a bad, you know, a bad run for them here. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Guaida, if you have him, awesome for you, because because the Crystal Palace defense, they're doing it despite all of the problems they, they are. have. They absolutely are. But now they're they're piling up. Jeffrey Schlupp is hurt. Uh, they did get Cahill back this week. I think Scott Dan was on the bench. 
But they are starting to get. I mean, Patrick Van Onholt pulled a hamstring. Like that's not the, good. The injuries are mounting, and this is after like not more than really two weeks ago. Uh, Roy Hodgson was was talking about how good his physios the the team had done. Of course, he jinxed, getting everyone he healthy. They had a fully fit squad. They he even had Sako back ready to play ninety minutes. So Sako's scary again. Uh, Martin Kelly, as a, as we mentioned on the lost pod. You can't not have somebody who has a guaranteed spot. His spot is guaranteed as long as Joel Ward is out. So we know that Joel Ward is out probably at least the rest of the month. January 18th, Brian. So Joel Ward has a, has a, a, a fairly long-term injury here. And then, of course, if Sacco, Cahill, or Tompkins is also injured... <laughs> Which, Two of the which three been, of those. Which has been way consistent. <laughs> right. So it requires now... <laughs> I'm just glad that we have firmly, permanently established that Martin Kelly has a role because four players minimum are not available for selection. Look, this is clear it's ridiculous. and obvious. It is It is absolutely clear but and obvious. But even I can't argue with that, and yes, I am the beneficiary, will be, of Martin Kelly's eight points. Uh, yet again, another amazing performance from a guy who cost 4.2. 4.2. Brian, rounding up the last player in the Dream Team that we have not mentioned, one Diogo Jota. Hey, was he on your? If would he have been? What? When did? When was your last uh, sports guessing that he was on? Was it two match weeks ago? Uh maybe he <sighs> might have been on the last sports guessing match. Uh, listen, Scott, uh, it, it's wild. I don't write that stuff down when I go through it. I will probably today. Well, I'll have to listen back and listen to it today. I could listen back in the other yeah. pods and write it down, but let's be honest, that's too much work. Diogo Jota. Makes the dream team this week, Brian. But you know what he also won? Ha! Huh. Yeah. Tell me about it. You tell it, Brian. Diogo Jota ends up winning the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week award. And you what? say to yourself, but Dave, I know you're going to tell me, Dave. He scored two goals in the match. How can he be most wasteful when the man kept them alive? <laughs> well. Diogo Jota, amazingly, you did. You had such an amazing game. Not only did you score both goals in the match, you also had a one-on-one with trash bird Matt Ryan. Trash Ryan. That would have sealed the game. And not put, necessarily not sealed, sealed the game. But it would have changed, changed the dynamic of the game significantly. would have changed the dynamic. Diogo Jota, even though you scored two goals, and obviously we're man of the match, you, my friend, missed the one-on-one with Trashbird Ryan, and therefore, are the camera are is the Christian Benteke wasteful player of the week. You have won that award, my friend. It looked like he used his leg like a like a mini golf putter, sure. and putted it right into Matt Ryan's hand. <laughs> it was I dumb. It. I love. It. All right, Brian. Moving on to the last yeah. well, one of the last segments. Yeah. Here. What do you want? I'm going to talk about Arsenal. Uh, There's nothing. Did anyone else notice this? It it wasn't worth mentioning Arsenal the entire pod until right now. And and I'm going to try to dive into and tap the anger that was there in the lost pod. And I love, 
from for for forever we will mention this lost pod as it was the greatest possible pod well, that we've ever the, had. At least for the rest of this pod. Fair enough. In the lost pod, I had an Arsenal moment where I went on a rant. And and what I said was this. Arsenal makes a manager change. Unai Emery out. Freddie Youngberg. Lungberg, I, I don't know how to say his name yet. An Arsenal uh, player that was on the Invincibles. A, a Wenger player. Freddie is, gets promoted. Has never managed a team by himself. He comes in. I'm thinking, okay, I can dig this. We got a caretaker manager who's going to try to right the ship. Obviously, he's been with the first team. He sees what the problems are. Surely he's going to be able to right it. You know what he does, Brian? He he promotes per Murtisacker, which, again, another Wenger guy. I like per Murtisacker. He was in the Arsenal. Uh, he was working with the Arsenal Academy. But one thing in the first match that became painfully obvious is that he promoted, and again, first match being last weekend, not midweek, he promoted all his boys. Uh, German Mustafi starts, per per Mertesacker's German. Per uh, Mustafi starts. Ozil, he had been starting, credit, so it's not like he just brought him in. Ozil starts again. Xhaka, he's Swiss, but he might as well be German. Your guy. All of a sudden, the guy who was telling the Arsenal fans to F off and F this, the guy who gets stripped of his captaincy starts a match. He hadn't started a match since that tirade and since he acted like a child and a not professional. That guy starts. And when I see this, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy has a chance to make Arsenal better and he's going to do this kind of crap? Unbelievable. So, midweek comes, the same crap happens. The same crap happens. And let me tell you, Arsenal's results have not been any better. A week ago, they were down. Everyone should should know at this point. They were they were down two different times in Southampton. They had to come back and they, they squeak out a draw against last place indoor bottom, already relegated probably Southampton, unless Danny Ings can snatch them out of the, the mouth and the jaws of relegation. Pray for his hamstrings. And then this past week, they played the Trash Birds midweek. And they lose at home to them. Yeah. Fans boo them as they should. And I know that this is a different. You were Brighton probably team. booing at home. I was booing. This is such bullcrap. And 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 I want to put this on a little bit on the players too. But Freddie, because I can't say the last name, so we'll just call him <laughs> okay. Coach Freddie. I guess will he be around long enough to help I you say not. him? I okay. hope not. And I tell you what, when you see Spurs make a coaching move. Right across, you know, your main rivals in North London, and all of a sudden Spurs, like they bring in Mourinho, and it's a it's a different world. Yeah. Everton, they played Chelsea this past week. Past weekend, we never even talked about Chelsea. Everton, all of a sudden has a has a what's that guy's name? Duncan Ferguson yep. Duncan. Yes, ma'am. That guy looks like he's like shaking the world, doing yeah. his best celebrations, hugging ball boys. And, yeah. And, and loving life, he gets Everton to put him in a performance that smashes Chelsea 3-1, the high-flying Chelsea. And Arsenal has a has a manager where they even look worse than they did under Emery. 
Yeah. Wow. Dumpster fire. This is a dumpster fire. And if they don't get things under control, they're going to end up like Leeds. I heard someone else say it. Another Arsenal fan say it. And I'm going to back it up because I feel that strongly about it. They better get their crap together or it's going to crumble quick. They're going to find themselves in a relegation battle. They're already sitting in 10th. They're just as close to the bottom as they are to the top. What in the world? Arsenal, you better get your crap together because it's going to crumble fast. And I am I am upset, upset uh, person. It won't surprise me if West Ham comes out tomorrow and completely kicks their ass. Yeah. All right. That's it, uh, that will be probably the most amazing loss uh, in this run is if they can't get the job done against this floundering uh, end of the Pellegrini era uh, West Ham team. They can't really do anything attacking-wise. This well, is your chance. It's your chance. Is it? Is it, though? Grab life by the gun. Brian, uh, is it worth doing a sports guessing team? Yes, of course. It's always worth doing a sports guessing team. Okay. All right, here we go. Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. In this edition of Sports Guessing. Sports. Brian, this week in Sports yeah. Guessing. You know you? where we're going? No, I don't know it who is you'll so guess. It's so hard to not go with... God bless. How is it possible? I'm going to go with James Tarkowski. That's crazy. Burnley's been getting pounded. But you know what? It's sports guessing. Yeah. It's I a can't senseless, help it. It's a senseless, senseless. and it genius choice. Senseless and genius. Hey, Johnny, go with Johnny with Wolves. Why not? Whoa. Just try it. Try it. Lindelof. Lindelof this week okay. is going to be okay. a freaking steal. <laughs> Lindelof this week. One more. One more defender. One more. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Right? I see some names. Brian. Who? Webster. Webster from Brighton. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Go that direction. <laughs> I like the. I like that you're going back to him after he had that one little flash. <laughs> so this is good. Midfielders, Brian. Yeah. We're gonna go with a couple heavy hitters right off the bat. No. Yep. Jack Grealish. Go with Jack. No. Hot Jack Grealish. You know you no, want to. No, you can't guess a good person. I can guess a good person. Oh. You gotta go with some heavy hitters. All right. Why not also go with El Ghazi? Why not? Uh, you could go okay. with El Ghazi. All right, the other two midfielders, you I know like who we're going to go with? No. We are going to go with Will Hughes. There's what? no reason <laughs> okay. to get Will Hughes All right, this Now, this week. is my kind of sports <laughs> guessing. Will Hughes. Will Hughes. Now, this is the way life should be. Will Hughes. And to finish it up, we will go with Ornell Hernandez. You love that kid. I do actually like we'll Ornell, go Hernandez. With Ornell Hernandez. You know who I was hoping you would pick? Who? I was hoping you would sports guess in West Ham midfielder. Okay. However, Onel Hernandez. We should is, have. Is, I wish. Onel Hernandez is a fine choice, right, and, I, and I like it. All right, Brian, two yeah. strikers. We need to yeah, name need two, two strikers. strikers. I hate this because I feel like there's never enough. Off the off the hop, I want to go with uh, Calvert-Lewin, but he just came off a massive game. How that yeah, guy did that's up reactionary. in the sports guessing team. That is reactionary. You know who will go with? Joe Linton. We'll go with Jalinton. There's no reason to go with that guy. No, no, not but, at all. But we will, no. and we also will go with Malpe. Oh, I actually like that. Choice. We'll go with Malpe. That's a that is a that is a good reaction to a guy who's in decent. Form. All right, Brian, captain. Good job, Dave. I have to. Wait, name what about a cap- your goalkeeper? 
Oh, goalkeeper. You got to pick. A I know that you always want me to pick Tim Krul, but this week, goalkeeper <laughs> will be Ederson. What? City's been horrible. You're nuts. Sure. Listen, City will absolutely clean sheet Arsenal, and that's probably not going to happen. But you know what, Brian? It's sports guessing. I like I it. I can't help it. We need uh, to name a captain. Brian. Do you, you get a sports guessing bench player? No, we've okay. done that in the all past. All right, all we've right, done that in the past. Right. You, you want to tempt me? You want to tempt me into a bench player? I, fine, fine. You can do that. Tempt me into a bench player, Brian. We, uh, will, we will go with a bench player of Kovacic. Okay, good. I like that. That's Kovacic. now that this is a this Kovacic will be this the first kind bench of sports guessing team <laughs> is the kind that is spot on. So right. I like this a lot. All right, Kovacic is the bench player, and then captain Brian. Who's like the best? Who's like the most likely captain? We won't go with that guy, but we'll go with um, we'll uh, go with the next guy down, El Ghazi. El Ghazi will be the captain this week. That is insane. No one, honestly, we can scan all of FPL. No one then next week will pick El Ghazi to be their captain. He's gonna be the he's gonna be the captain this well, week. Well, he is. Uh, he has been outstanding in spurts for uh, for Aston Villa. So I I am hoping that uh, Anwar El Ghazi uh, plays the full ninety. <laughs> okay. And gets you the kind of sports right. guessing returns that, that you deserve here. All right. Well, listen, I think we covered a lot. Uh, sorry for those expecting to hear Scott. Uh, you didn't get that, but you did get a bunch of other nonsense. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>